You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's great to be in church again. Seems as if some people are tired. We're not able to wake up this morning. But you are right on point. Hallelujah. Putty, I'm just seeing you. Where have you been? <laughs> hey. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was about to call you. So God save you today. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you this morning. Uh, have you been enjoying your time with the Lord? Have you been having good times with the Lord? Huh? Are you experiencing Him? You need to be intimate with Him. Alright? You need to be very intimate with Him. Because He wants to manifest Himself to you in a way you've never experienced before. I know this year... Is going to be explosive in your walk with God. All right? Just mark this year. There's never been a year like this. You will know the Lord in a way you have never known Him before. Some veils are going to be removed. All right? Some veils are going to be removed and you'll be ushered into dimensions you never dreamt possible. Okay? I'm telling you. Yeah. So keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. And we will soon hit that. Okay? Where some of you will... <laughs> yeah, anyway, let me not say too much. Okay. Not letting the cat out of the bag. Amen. I've let it out. I can. Hallelujah. How many people feel you are going through a process? You feel you're going through a process. God is processing you. And last week we were talking about, um, how do we title it? The process and the making of, of conquerors. Right? Yeah. And this morning I want to share with you how to conquer by the strong arm of God. All right? Okay? You, you, you have to you have to understand, when you're walking with God, there are different ways. There are different battle strategies. Okay? There are different battle strategies, and you need to be able to employ these strategies in your war and in your, in your fight. There are certain battles. All you need is for God to stretch His hand, and it's over. <laughs> are you getting me? Yeah. So, we're going to start from Exodus chapter 6. We'll read from verse 1, Exodus chapter 6. So, we're going to look at how, how we're going to conquer, defeat the enemy by the strong hand of God. Okay? The strong hand of God. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. <laughs> I like it when God talks like that. Huh? He says, now you're going to see. All this while, you've seen nothing. Alright? You've seen nothing, but now you will see. How many people are ready to see? Are you ready to see the devil humiliated by God? Yeah, are you ready for that? Yes. So we're going to see him humiliated in this land. We're going to see him humiliated in this land. Okay? Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For what? With a strong hand, he will let them go. Yes. When Moses went, let my people go, Moses said, who is the Lord? And I should let him go. Huh? Yeah. Who is, who is he? God said, now. Say now. 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 He says, you shall see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. So when I believe that this is the time for us to ask the Lord, To stretch forth his hand and do unto Pharaoh. I don't know what Pharaoh is, what Pharaoh represents in your life. Okay? I don't know what Pharaoh represents in your family. Whatever he represents, God has an answer. God has an answer. He says, For with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand, He will drive them out of his land. He's the one that will chase them out. Hmm? Yeah. He enjoyed having them under bondage. He enjoyed keeping them under servitude. They were serving him, groaning. Things are so bad. (laughs) <laughs> but God said, don't worry. Now you shall see. Let's read on. Let's keep reading. Next verse. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. Okay? Let there be no doubt about this. Okay? Nobody, nobody should begin to wonder who is the Lord. Do you understand? Because in those days, Pharaoh was also like a god. That was also worshipped. And that was why when Moses came to him, he says, who is the Lord? I thought, I'm the Lord in this land. So Moses, how can you come and say the Lord? Who else? Who else is Lord over this land? I am Lord here. So this was a contest of lordships. Huh? All right. He says, I am the Lord. Okay? I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. All right? They know me as God Almighty, but there's an aspect of me that they did not know. So I want to say to you, there's an aspect of God you have not known yet. 
Yeah. So there are certain things when God wants to do, then He reveals another side of Him. So here He says, But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. So by my name, Lord, they did not know me as Lord. They knew me as Almighty. Yes? They knew me as El Shaddai. <laughs> but they didn't know me as Lord. So Moses is now, God wants to deal with Pharaoh, then he reveals himself to Moses as Lord. You remember in Daniel 11.32 where it says, They that know their God shall be what? Strong and do great exploits. So the exploits that you do is predicated upon your revelation of God. So they knew him as almighty and that's why they were able to, to conquer the way they did. I mean, Isaac got to a point that a whole nation was jealous of him. So that's what happens when you know him as almighty. Kings will be scared of you. When you know him as almighty. Okay? Pharaoh was rebuked. <laughs> yeah. God said, hey, you have taught somebody, this man's wife, you are dead. Your whole country is dead. Please, I didn't know, I didn't know. Say, huh, ask him to pray for you. God close all the wombs. Huh? Yeah. That's by revelation of Almighty. Okay? That's by revelation of Almighty. So if you walk in that revelation alone, that's what will be released into your life. But now he's about to do a new thing. Then he decides to reveal another side of him that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not know. They didn't know. So now he says, they did not know me as Lord. Okay? Verse 4. He says, I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. That's why you see, you, you, you have to be careful. Sometimes when you listen to people, uh, the other day I had to call 702 to, you know, to, to just express my point. All right? But people just make statements. They don't understand. They don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't understand how God works. God made a covenant with Abraham. Okay? With Isaac and with Jacob to give them the land of Canaan. Now, Canaan, there were people there before. Correct? 
they were citizens of Canaan. Are you getting it? Before Abraham got there. Abraham gets there. God says, I've given you this land. What about those who were there before? You see, when you walk in the revelation of God as almighty, the kind of things that happen, it doesn't, it's not, God is not a politician. He's sovereign. Hallelujah. He's sovereign. So he gives them that land and he makes a covenant. In fact, he even emphasizes the land of their pilgrimage. Huh? In which they were strangers. In which they were foreigners. So, South Africans, be careful. Because someone is a foreigner does not mean. Because God can give him the land. He has done it before. He can do it again. Hallelujah. He can do it again. Irrespective of your political persuasion, what you think, whatever. Just don't join people to say things that they don't know. Because if you go against Abraham, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. The God of Abraham will fight for him. He will fight for him. Next verse. He says, I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Now God has remembered his covenant. These guys were being oppressed by Pharaoh. Pharaoh was, um, he was oppressing them. And the oppression was so hard. It was so difficult for them. They were crying, groaning to God. And so God felt, for me to do this work, there's a new revelation that they need. Okay? The revelation that he gave to Abraham was what brought them to where they were. Correct? Now, he decides to reveal himself anew. And he reveals himself to Moses. And he's about to do something new. And that's why I know that he's going to do something in your life. Which has not been done before. Especially in your generation. Yeah. But you have to be open to it. Okay? Now, let's read on. It says... Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. Can you see? The starting point is his lordship. He establishes his lordship before anything else. I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. It doesn't matter how hard it is to get out of this. But don't make any mistake. By my lordship. Do you understand? He says, by my lordship, you're going to get out. I don't know, maybe you found yourself in a pit. Maybe you found yourself in a place where there's no way out. 
It doesn't matter if you did something dumb to get into it. But you found you are in a place you don't know how to get out. You need to yield to his lordship. Okay? He says, I will rescue you from their bondage. Come on. That's good news. He will rescue you. He will rescue you. You know some people, the bondage many people are facing today is a bondage to the system of this world. Some people are bound to the financial system. They can't get out. You know what I'm talking about? And it's time for God to break that bondage. It's time to break it. Some people are bound to different kinds of things. Different kinds of things. But let me tell you, the Lord himself is going to liberate you. It's going to liberate you. You have to conquer that thing. You have to conquer it. Don't be a victim anymore. Okay? Never live like a victim. Irrespective of your situation. Irrespective of your circumstance. Never assume the position of a victim. Because you are not. Yes. Unless you don't know him as Lord. But when, if you know him as Lord, there are things that should break off your life. Yes? And I know this year, we're going to hear testimonies that will blow the minds of people. I'm telling you. By manifestations of his lordship, certain things will fall off like that. They will surrender. They are the ones that will chase you out. They will chase you out. Out of that prison. Yeah. He says, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I declare God's judgment over every Pharaoh in your life. In the name of Jesus, I release great judgments. Great judgments over them. In the name of Jesus. Every power, I don't care if it's a principality, a demon, a witch, or whatever, I declare judgment over them. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. By the outstretched arm of God. By the outstretched arm of God. You are liberated. You are liberated. I release you. Release you this morning. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Come on. It says, I will take you as my people. That's God talking. I will be your God. Hallelujah. I will identify with you. Yes. I will identify with you. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you. Out from under the burdens of the Egyptian. You will know. Now you are not too sure. But when he is through, you will know. (laughs) Hey. You will know. If you ever doubted before, 
I, uh, I have news for you this morning. You will know. Amen. You will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that He is the Lord. He's not against you, but He is for you. He is with you. Hallelujah. He is with you by great judgments. He will demonstrate His judgments to make His point. He will make His point. Yeah. Sometimes I look at some people and they try something funny. I say, you, you, you better not try something funny because you don't know. You don't know who is behind me. You don't know that's why. But if you knew, you would want to be my friend. Yes? Yeah. So we have come to a point we don't apologize for who we are. We don't apologize for serving God. Okay? It's, it's, it's an honor. It's a privilege to even associate with you. For some people. I'm telling you. It's a privilege. He says, I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. Can you see, why does he keep bringing his lordship? Why does he keep bringing his lordship? When he's talking about it, then he declares his lordship. Then he declares his lordship. He declares his lordship because it is connected to what is about to happen. It's connected to what is about to happen by his lordship. Things are going to happen. Amen. And that's why you need to continue to declare his lordship over your life. You need to continue to surrender to his lordship. You need to continue to yield to him. Don't desire to be in charge. Hand over to him. Because you cannot bring about great judgments. Can you? <laughs> but he can. He can. Come on, let's read on. Yes. He said, so Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel. But they did not heed Moses. And what was the reason? Because of the anguish of spirit and the cruel bondage. They were too bound to receive the good news. Hmm? Have you ever been in that place? Where you are so down, so discouraged... And somebody brings the good news from the Lord. And you are like, ah. Yes. <laughs> Christians. Hmm? Yeah. So they would not listen. They did not heed Moses. I mean, this guy has encountered this God. All right? This God manifested himself to, to Moses. And he says, I am the Lord. This is what I'm going to do. 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 Go and tell them. And he goes to tell them. Just like I'm coming to tell you this morning. I'm coming to tell you that your life is about to change. Amen. Yeah. 
It's by the revelation of his lordship. And by his outstretched arm, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. You have to open yourself up to it. I said, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. That's what happens. That's how to respond to the word of God. That's how to receive the messenger of God. Hallelujah. Then it will happen. That's how you conceive your miracle. The way you respond to the message will determine what will manifest in your life. These guys missed it. When Gabriel came to Mary, angel Gabriel, he came to Mary and he gave her the news. What did she say? Let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be unto me according to your word. That is how to respond. Don't say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense. No, 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 no. God did not call you to make sense of his word. Huh? Have you ever seen a place in the scripture where it says you should make sense of it? Believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. To them that believe, all things are possible. Not to them that make sense of it. Not to them that make sense of it. Not to them that... It doesn't, even say to, it doesn't even say to them that understand. It doesn't even say to them that understand. Let me tell you, when you walk with God, you need to walk beyond your understanding. Because they get, they get to a point that there are things you cannot even explain accurately. You just know that this is it. You can't explain it uh, and you know this is God. This is God. It doesn't have to make sense. It will make sense later. It will make sense later. Many years ago, I remember, I always, always want to be able to explain everything. I always want to know and have an answer to every situation. You know, that's how my mind works. And each time God will say this, say that. And, and I always, I was asking God all the time. And then one day God spoke to me. He says, Eric, your mind is too slow. Yeah, I'm telling you. He said, your mind is too slow. He says, you flow with my spirit and your mind will catch up. He said, flow with my spirit. And your mind will catch up. So your mind, don't allow your mind to limit you. Don't allow your understanding to limit you. So that's why many people are not experiencing the outstretched arm of God. That's why many people are not experiencing the supernatural. That's why they are not experiencing the unusual. That's why they are not experiencing the extraordinary. Because they have limited God to their senses. Limited God to their senses. God is beyond your senses. I have news for you. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. 
He's the Lord. And when he says it, it's because he means it. Okay? Hmm. Hallelujah. So, it is very possible. Whatever it is, it is possible. I remember years ago, I heard of this African-American lady. Somebody was making fun of her because she believed the Bible. Right? They say, you know, you believe, you believe the Bible where it says that, that uh, a whale swallowed somebody. And after three years, uh, three days, he, he, he came out alive. They say, how can you believe that kind of a thing? Does it make sense? You know what she said to the guy? She said, you know what? I don't only believe that. In fact, if the Bible had said that Jonah swallowed the whale, I would believe it. Yes. She said, I would believe it. If the Bible said he swallowed the whale, I would believe it. Yeah. So it doesn't have to make sense. Later, it will make sense. Don't, don't make any mistake. I'm not saying we shouldn't, we should, we shouldn't uh, make sense, but don't limit him to your senses. Okay? Also understand that your mind is slow. That your mind is slow. It will catch up. Do you know that? Do you know that? Okay. Uh... I can't remember my physics, but what's the speed of light? Hmm? <laughs> Do you know, the Bible says God is light. Okay, God is light. Now, if you can calculate the speed of light, right? Try to figure out the speed at which God moves. So, if he stands in front of you and you see, or if you're able to see what God is doing, do you know he has slowed down? Yes. Is that also? Does it? That, mean, that means a lot of times he's slowing down for us. Even when we are like speeding and you feel, oh, this is getting too fast for me now. No, no, no. He's actually slowed down. Yes. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> yes. Huh? That, that's huh? 299,792,458 milliseconds. Meters per second, sorry. Meters per second. So that's the speed at which he moves. That's the speed at which he moves. Then when you see him, he has slowed down. Even when you see an angel, they have slowed down. The reason why we, we don't see them when they come into our midst is the speed. We're not in that dimension. So you need to enter that dimension. Then you can see. Then you can operate. So your brain is slow. 
We need a, an upgrade. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, Moses spoke to the children of Israel. They did not heed him. It was too much for them. It was too much for them. Hallelujah. Next verse. Look at. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Go in. Tell Pharaoh king of Egypt. To let the children of Israel. Huh, out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord saying. The children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? I am of uncircumcised lips. Can you see how slow his mind is? Moses is too slow. God is speaking. God has even slowed down to speak to him. He has slowed down to speak to him. And this guy, he said, look, now he's trying to make sense. Of what God is saying. Right? God says, go and tell Pharaoh. He says, God, the Israelites, those, these people who are your children, did not even believe me. How much more an unbeliever? And not just an unbeliever, a wicked, cruel dictator. Huh? How will he listen to me? How? My Lord, how? You don't know God. Verse 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. So God is giving a command today and he's speaking to the Pharaoh of your life to let you out. To let you out. All those shackles must fall. The must fall. Hallelujah. But how is it going to work? By the outstretched arm of God. So when God stretches his arm. Many people think God is just a spirit floating all over the place. God is like you. In fact, you are like God. You are made in his image. You have hands, God has hands. You have feet, God has feet. Amen? You have eyes, God has eyes. You have a nose, God has a nose. There are too many scriptures that, 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 that reveal this to us. You have a mouth, God has a mouth. Huh? You have a front, God has a front. You have a back, God has a back. Hallelujah. So now there's certain deliverances that God just uses his hand. He just stretches his hand. And that's what he's doing here. He's stretching his hand. So when he stretches his hand, sometimes I pray and I say, Lord, stretch forth your hand. When I pray that, I know. Ha. His hand if he stretches it, a whole nation can be destroyed. A whole nation. Like Egypt was brought to his knees by the outstretched arm of God. Isn't it? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we are in for something. 
And the Lord sent me this morning to tell you that he wants to stretch forth his hand. You are going to conquer whatever it is, that stubborn situation, by the outstretched arm of God. It's broken. It's broken. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at Jeremiah chapter 32. Verse 21. He says, You have brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with what? Signs and wonders. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm with great terror. Ha! Hallelujah. Yes, that's how we, we fight. When you fight, there are aspects of warfare where you, uh, you, you now um, you, you invoke the outstretched arm of God. You invoke the outstretched arm of God. Lord, stretch forth your hand over this situation. Stretch forth your hand, your strong hand. It's not just a weak hand. It's not just a weak hand. In Isaiah, he says that he looked, whether, he looked to see whether there will be any intercessor and he found none. And the Bible says that the arm of the Lord brought salvation. So when he was going to do the work of salvation, <laughs> oh my Lord. I don't know. Should I go there? Okay, listen to this. The Bible says the heavens are the works of his fingers. Huh? His fingers. All that you see is just his fingers. But when it came to salvation, it says the arm of the Lord brought salvation. The arm of the Lord brought salvation. So in other words, it took more to save you than to create the whole universe. Than to create the whole universe. It took more to save you. And that's why you must not undermine or minimize what God has done in your life. He's jealous over you. Jealous over you. So when he's asking to stretch forth his hand, I want you to know, and, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm explaining this so that you have an, a concept. You understand the magnitude of what you're saying. Yeah. And we must not walk in fear anymore. We must not live in defeat anymore. We must not allow anything to harass us. Why? Because he is my Lord. Are you getting me? Yes. And I'm walking under his Lordship. And because I'm walking under his Lordship, nothing. Do you understand? The whole of hell is not enough to stop us. The whole of hell. If Satan should release everything, it's not enough. If they could stop Jesus from rising from the dead, 
they would have done it. Yeah. I heard somebody say that when Jesus was on the cross, when he died, every demon-possessed person on earth was dispossessed. Because all the demons came and gathered to stop Jesus from rising from the dead. Yeah. They, they called every demon, everybody come here. There was a concentration of powers. Yes. To stop him. But on the th- third day, all God needed is his arm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's the arm of God that raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. He just, that's why Isaiah says, yes, the arm of the Lord brought him salvation. Yeah, where is that scripture? Isaiah 59, 16. Let's read it. So you see what I'm talking about. When we ask the Lord, he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Can you see that? Therefore, his own arm. Can you see? His own arm brought salvation for him. And his own righteousness, it sustained him. His own arm. Hallelujah. Himself. Listen, God is... He he can never be stranded. He is God. He gave the opportunity for an intercessor and no one showed up. Nobody could do it. Then he decided, okay, my arm. So Satan and everyone, all the principalities, all all the forces, they all came together. We will see. He said he will rise on the third day. It's the third day. Let's see. So everyone that was possessed was now free from their demons. Walking, they had some, a, a, a moment of freedom. Yes? They were all concentrated there. But God didn't, they, there was no struggle. Huh? Someone, lift your hand. Let me see. Do you struggle? Do you struggle to do that? Huh? That's how, how easy it was for him. That's how easy it was for him. So that's why when you release the outstretched arm of God, when you release the hand of God over a situation, expect the forces to be destroyed. Hallelujah. And so this morning we're going to release the hand of God. We're going to release the hand of God. We will invoke his outstretched arm over our lives. Over your family. Come on. Over this land. Over this city. We want God to stretch out his hand. To stretch out his hand. I'm telling you. We have come to a time that God needs to begin to manifest himself. And to reveal himself in a way that religion has never known. Hallelujah. This is what it means to walk with God. This is, what, this is how we're going to conquer by the outstretched arm of God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up. I want you to begin to declare. Just begin to say, Lord, Lord, stretch out your hand. Lord, stretch out your hand, oh God. Stretch out your hand over, over my life. Stretch out your hand, oh God, over my family. Stretch out your hand over this church, Lord. 
Stretch out your hand. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.